Growing up, I had a really fine teacher named Mrs. Schachtel, and she taught me in third grade and in fourth grade, and she was an excellent teacher. She pushed me when I needed pushing, which was a lot. She corrected me when I needed to be corrected. If she caught me lying, yes, I lied. She dealt with me fairly. When I was upset, she might cut me a break, but she always pushed me to succeed in all my academic subjects. And when I did poorly, she admonished me. And when I succeeded, she heaped praise upon me. And I have many, many fond memories of her. She's always been my favorite teacher. And I never thanked her. All these years later, I still remember her. And, and I look back with deep gratitude for her, but I never thanked her. And when I finally got around to trying, I was never able to locate her and to say thank you. I'm sure her life remained unchanged as a result of my uh, unexpressed gratitude. But there's a sense of emptiness for me, something of a void, because I never said thank you. Thank you, you helped me become what I am, and I'm grateful for your presence in my life. Human beings are complex beings, but we all need to say thank you. Gratitude is part of our makeup. When we do not practice gratitude, we're not whole. In the gospel today, we have 10 lepers who see Jesus and ask for help. They ask to be clean. Now keep in mind that leprosy put the victim on the outside of society. The victim was seen to be unclean and cast out and was not part of any community, perhaps with the exception of the other cast-out lepers. Jesus responds to their requests, no questions asked, saying, go show yourself to the priests. In other words, Jesus is acknowledging they are now clean, they are healed, and they can join their communities again. We know what happens then. One of them turns around, and throws himself at the feet of Jesus and thanks God. That man was a Samaritan, a person, if a person with leprosy was on the outside, then a Samaritan with leprosy was on the outside twice over. This outsider is the one who stops, turns around and says, thank you. And it is at that point where Jesus says, rise and go, your faith has made you well. Jesus distinguishes between physical healing and wellness. All ten were healed. We do not know about the other nine. They were physically healed, yes, but then they went right on to their communities to get into the business of being accepted again. Surely they heard beforehand about Jesus and knew Jesus' reputation, and surely they knew on their way back that Jesus cured their ailments, and therefore they recognized the work of Jesus as one who was at least a prophet of God. And they recognized God's work in Jesus, but they never stopped. They went about on their business of being restored in their communities. It was the Samaritan who expresses gratitude. It is the Samaritan who is made well. Throughout the gospel, there's a connection between faith and healing. Someone gets sick, goes out, to Jesus in hopes of being healed. And Jesus 
and his compassion heals. And the healing is a response to that person's faith. Unfortunately, this leads to many uh, to come up with a view that Jesus is a, just a healer. And they miss the message, the message of salvation, the message of being connected to God. And this is a persistent problem that happens even today, where the idea is if you only have enough faith, you will be physically healed. But Jesus does not come to us simply as a physical healer. Jesus comes to reconcile the world to us, to God, to restore our relationship to God. And it is in that restoration with God that we find real healing. It is in that restoration that we are made well. So when the Samaritan returns to say thank you, to give praise to God and acknowledge God's presence and work in the world through Jesus Christ, it is in that moment where he's made well in a much deeper sense than mere physical healing. Gratitude is part of our being. It's part of how God made us. And it's vital for our relationships, not only with each other, but our relationship with God. We have been given much in our lives. And this is very easy to forget in our hectic lives. We stress out about mortgages and rent payments, about our careers, our pay scales, our car payments, our debt, our schedules, political issues, environmental messes, and it's easy to lose focus, to forget that goodness is everywhere. It's easy to forget to say thank you and rather rush from moment to moment in our lives. But we're not built that way. We're not built to be harried and rush from moment to moment in our lives and forget the goodness that we find in our loved ones or forget the goodness in creation or the goodness in God, our creator. Rather, we were built to reflect God in the world, to reflect God's goodness and have faith. And part of that faith is to live in gratitude. Practicing gratitude takes pressure off ourselves. We acknowledge we cannot accomplish much alone. We need God in our lives. We need God's help, and we need the help of others. We also say thank you to God for putting those people in our lives who care, for guiding us in times of trouble, for endowing us with great gifts of creativity and the drive, the motivation to succeed. And we thank God for easing our burdens. And we remember all the gifts we have been given regardless of our merit. We thank God for giving us a beautiful world and for recreating that world through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and allowing us to participate in that recreation. If this all sounds similar to the themes found in our liturgy on each Sunday, that is because when we worship, we are practicing gratitude. That is why Sundays in church are so important. Each time we gather here, We put down all the hassles of our lives and focus on what really matters. We gather around the table not merely to get a reward for our presence, but to give God our thanks and praise for the gifts that already are in our lives. Yet even if we are not here to get something out of our participation, we do. We are changed. As individuals and a congregation, we start to see the world differently in the light, basking in the light of all of our blessings, 
Perhaps stewardship looks less like fundraising and more like glad gratitude from joyful givers. Or mission looks less like obligation and more like the work of grateful hands and hearts. Perhaps the act of forgiveness becomes less difficult or fighting for justice becomes less tiresome. Perhaps relationships are renewed and we actually do say thank you, thank you to those who have helped us along the way. Our practice of gratitude on Sunday is a source of energy and renewal for all of us. Sunday worship is a wonderful thing, but it is not God who needs us to worship with praise and thanksgiving. It is we who need it. It is we who need the great thanksgiving. When we practice gratitude here, we name our blessings and give thanks, we find healing. There is healing within us, between ourselves and others. And there is healing between ourselves and a connection with God. And this connection brings about our wellness, regardless of our physical state. The Lord, our God, continues to give us much. Grace precedes us and follows us. Give thanks, brothers and sisters. Give thanks to the Lord, our God. And go into God's courts with joy.